Karma Sutra Coaching. This episode is all about erotic intimacy. And in fact, I'm going to do a whole series of these Karma Sutra Coaching episodes through the podcast because it is a really strong theme in my work. Now, classical Indian dance is the best sex education in the world because it gives us a great sense of refinement. It offers refinement and a very beautiful and delicate approach to the body, a very layered and intelligent awareness of our emotional and sensory self. So it really cultivates self-awareness. When I started my passion coaching in 2006, Everything that I have taught since then has been rooted in what I have learned about intimacy from classical Indian dance, from that training, as well as from the wider Indic wisdom traditions and knowledge systems of Eros. Of course, the Kama Sutra is a big part of that. So, If I was to sum up everything that I know and that I have taught since I started coaching in 2006, if I was to sum up everything that I know about erotic intimacy in one word, in one single word, that word would be presence. Presence. I think that everything that I could teach is encapsulated in the word presence. Because yes, the techniques are important, the positions are important, all of that is extremely important. But in a way, that is just the foundation. All of that is foundational. What really brings a deep sense of intimacy, both for yourself and for the other, is your quality of presence. And in many ways, I think that Eros that beautiful feeling of eros flowing through the body and being present between two people is really a highly refined and beautiful quality of presence. When you bring your presence into play with each other in a refined way, that is when this sort of real dance of subtle intimacy starts. Those are the moments that are deeply satisfying and leave a deep imprint, if you like, have, have that ongoing sense of satisfaction that you that lives in the body, but also lives in your memory and then radiates out through your, your presence afterwards, through the body. But interestingly, it also affects your intelligence it gives this different layer, this very refined, subtle layer to your intelligence and your thinking. So really what I'm saying is that good sex makes you more intelligent. Again, it's not so much about the technique. It is more about the quality of your presence. One of the things I've been thinking about a lot recently is the role of Eros in empowerment because a lot of my work around tearing up the good girl script, etc., is around empowerment for all individuals, specifically for women. But actually, I think that when we empower women, the bigger goal behind that is empowerment for every single individual. 
So for those of us who work in this area of empowerment, um, I think that understanding eros and the erotic body as a part of empowerment is extremely important. I think that eros has a big place to play in the movement for human empowerment. And I think I know this from speaking to colleagues and clients that we sense this profoundly. We know this profoundly, the importance of Eros, but we also know that it is one of the most difficult things to articulate because people, of course, are going to say, well, you know, what does that have to do with empowerment? It is a private matter. It's a delicate matter. What does that have to do with empowerment? In particular, what does it have to do with leadership? So I'm going to come back to that in a moment. But first, I do want to share a technique because I know that that is something that many will be interested in and it's always useful to revisit techniques. So slow your breathing down. That's it slow down your breathing during intimacy. So instead of thinking of reaching a peak, we want to think about releasing or swooning almost, swooning into a valley. Instead of reaching for a peak, think of it as falling into a valley, releasing into a valley, slowing, almost swooning into a valley. It's a very, very different kind of experience. Um, I'm not going to say necessarily that it's better. But it is subtler. It is subtler. When you slow down your breathing during lovemaking, the experience becomes subtler. And you actually access a subtler layer of yourself through slower breath. Slow breathing is also associated with slower brainwave states. And I'm not going to go into that. That's not really my area of expertise, that whole science. But there is a whole science around brainwaves. But what I do know for sure, as someone who is trained in a movement practice, classical Indian dance, what I know for sure is that when we slow down our breath, you become more available to the sensations of your body. So, of course, this is going to impact the way that you experience erotic intimacy because you become more available to the sensations of your body. It becomes a much richer experience. And for me, this actually becomes a template for understanding the role of the body in personal empowerment. So coming back to that question of the role of Eros in individual empowerment, I really think that the more we're able to be in the sensations of the body and the, the more of that kind of experience that we have, both in erotic intimacy, but actually way beyond that, I think we become automatically more empowered in the body. I mean, one of the problems, one of the problems, I think, of our time is one of the problems of our time, because we are spending so much time on technology and in front of screens, is that we are becoming less and less embodied. You know, we, our awareness is being pulled out of the body so much that we are actually losing that experience of what it means to be present to our physical sensations. And there's great empowerment simply being present in the body, because when you're present in your body, you actually have a greater radar for truth and falsehood, because you're more connected to your own innate intelligence and understanding. 
So this comes back to what I was saying earlier that um, good sex actually makes you more intelligent. What I mean by that is that it unlocks when when you are deeply connected to the sensations of your body, it unlocks your awareness and your intelligence and your ability to perceive in a much deeper way. You're more grounded in the body, more centered in the body, and you're not pulled out of the body where you're kind of um, you know, floating around and disconnected from your center, for the center. Again, your center and your core, this is going to be uh, something that I will talk a lot about in future episodes as well, this, this sense of being centered in your own core, literally in, in the core of your body and the importance of that for living well. It really does feel to me like at this point in time, we are, as a species, hurtling towards a kind of disintegration of human consciousness. And I think there are many different reasons for that. Many different factors have come together. So for those of us who are working to uplift human consciousness, our work at this point, you know, we, we are at a crucial time in this work of uplifting human consciousness. We are at a time where I feel we have to pull ourselves back from that brink. So I think the work for us is that we must articulate the role of the body in generating our state of consciousness. We must articulate the role of the body in creating consciousness that's either integrated or disintegrated. So when we are disintegrated in our consciousness, we are scattered, we are much, much more susceptible to being manipulated, much more susceptible to being controlled, much more susceptible to being lied to, Whereas when we have integrated consciousness, grounded in the body and centered in our core, we have a much stronger radar. We have a much stronger radar. And actually, we're able to access our analytical mind and our logic much more clearly. So I, and this is a big piece because I think we make a big distinction between intuition and logic. And, you know, in the personal development world, that is a, a really big thing that we see over and over again. And yes, it's important. There is a distinction between the analytical mind and the logical mind. Uh, sorry, there is a big distinction between the analytical mind and intuition. But what I'm saying here is that we actually want our intuition and our analytical mind to be in a loop with each other. We want them to share space. We want them to be in communication with each other. When you're grounded in your core and gathered in your core, and that deeper, that bigger bodily awareness and intelligence is unlocked, you actually have much greater access to the sharpness and the precision of your logical, analytical mind. So what we want to do is to work towards having greater integration of consciousness. We all have a default, right? And we're all always in the spectrum between uh, being more integrated or less integrated, you know, more together or more scattered. And what we want to do is to work towards upgrading our default so that we spend more time feeling integrated and coherent 
and less time feeling scatty. As each of us does this individually, we will actually start to create a collective energy field where our awareness of our emotional and sensory self is more coherent, more balanced, and more available to us. 